Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every episode. My name is Corey Tyndall, and as always, I'm your host. And this week, I sat down with longtime friend and New York City comedian Joey Rinaldi to talk about concerts. Uh, Joey has been to hundreds of different concerts across his life, from bar concerts to stadium concerts to rock clubs to baseball fields, and wanted to share a lot of stories stories that he's experienced at these different shows, the different types of shows that you might go to, the best venues for those shows. So really, this is a great one if you like music, you like going to concerts, and you like hearing some pretty funny stories. Uh, you can follow him at the Joey Rinaldi on Instagram, um, and you can check out his podcast called Trailer Trashing. Uh, everywhere that you find podcasts and also they live stream it on Twitch. I recently did an episode with them where we trashed the trailer for Space Jam 2 and it was a lot of fun. Um, you can also follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media and come to my show every single week 7 30 at greenwich village comedy club and come check out the three monkeys showcase at the corner of 54th and broadway uh, it's a show that goes on every night i've been doing a ton of them lately um, so come say hi check out the show and enjoy this episode too late to catch you freaking out with the dog no worries um, he'll he'll calm down in a second no, no, I'm worried. It, 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 <laughs> he's fine i'm the problem i think the bigger problem is going to be if somebody starts walking up the stairs he starts barking so people listening if you hear a big old woof that's uh that's fit making a guest appearance but um dude did you you didn't happen to go to um the green day and weezer concert last night did you Dude, I wish. <laughs> Who is, uh, do you know Connor Dixon? Yeah, we were talking about it he this morning. He was just at it last night, and we actually did one on music festivals. And really? I think it came up, like, when we did it, because he's like, I think they're doing it next year. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to get tickets. And then I looked at, at Instagram, I was like, oh, damn, that was last night, wasn't it? <laughs> so my thing is, I really wanted to get tickets to it, but I'd only want to go if I did it correctly. And okay. And this is something that we can get into like later uh, when I talk about concerts because I have a lot of philosophies on concerts and the yeah. right way to do it and the wrong way to do it, etc. And I love Weezer. I've never seen Green Day live. I haven't either. And it's, so if I was to see them, I'd want to do it correctly, not at City Field. Or if I was to go to City Field, I'd want to do it where I can go like general admission. Yes. And like get to that that area. Yeah. But the thing is that area. It costs like five hundred dollars a ticket to like do that. The, the center, the GA pit. center yeah. pit, yeah. yeah. And then like it just it didn't seem worth it for me. And this is coming from like the biggest Weezer fan. Yeah, I don't think you'll you know anybody who likes Weezer more than probably me. probably not. No, that's way. not at least like my dad's age, <laughs> like you know someone who was born in the seventies. Because like wherever his promos to me, the lead singer of Weezer yeah. is one of my like people that I find the most fascinating. Interesting. Yeah, I don't like, want to do the whole episode on Rivers Cuomo, but I am interested <laughs> why you think he's so interesting. Because to me, I'm like, oh yeah, like '90s rock star. Like, oh yeah, he does like little little weird stuff. Like he's got a song with Big Data, but like he's never struck me as like this guy, fucking musical genius. So he got famous when he was like 19 or 20 years old. 
And so all of his good music is about like high school problems. Yeah. And I always found that weird. And then I, I, I investigated and he's like a really self-aware person. And he's like, mm. yeah, I'm not relatable after 19 years old because after 19 years old, I was a famous rock star. Yeah. And so like the only thing I can pull from that's relatable is all the problems I had when I was before I was famous, which was him being like 16 years old, complaining about some girl who wouldn't like go to prom with <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. And like he's freaking in his 40s now and he still is making music about you don't like me, but I like you. Come to and hang out with me, yeah. please. Like, yeah. like, like some emo 15-year-old <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah. And I love that because I I feel as if, like, there's like this quote I heard once where it was like, your first 18 years of life you're living, mm. and then every year after that is evaluating those 18 years. Oh, wow, that's depressing. And I, and I don't <laughs> agree with that statement. But I think Rivers Cuomo probably would hear that quote and be like, that's yeah. my whole life. It's funny you bring up like the the emo rock thing because I like when I went home last year during the beginning of the pandemic, I was home for like two months and I was in my parents' basement and I got back into like the emo rock that I listened to when I was like 16. But having the different perspective on it of being 27 years old, I was just sitting there going like, what are these guys fucking singing about? Like, why are you so... You're 30 years old. Why are you still mad at your parents? Fucking move out of their house and you won't be mad at them anymore. <laughs> it's like, I I get it if it's like, you know, uh, I think like the singer of Avenged Sevenfold was like 17 when, when the first album came out or something. So like, I get that. But like, what, what are these like 35-year-olds so angry about? But it's interesting that you bring up Rivers Cuomo just so you think it's intentional that he's just like, this is the only way I can relate to people oh, is to keep this like angsty, uh, these angsty lyrics coming, really. Totally. He's like very hype, hyper aware and like knows what he's doing. And like John Mary even has like called him like one of the most like calculated pop stars of all time mm. because like. He like is very calculated with like the things he's doing all the time. Whether he's making a song with B.O.B. Uh, yeah. I got the magic. Like he knows. <laughs> yeah. He knows. Yeah, for sure. And uh, wait, uh, and that reminds me. Uh, I'm gonna do something meta right now. I'm gonna quote a podcast on a podcast. Do but it. I was listening to Stand <laughs> don't By. Don't plug it. Oh, don't plug it. No, okay. I'm kidding. I don't give a shit. I was listening to Stand <laughs> By Your Band, the, the podcast that like shits on like bands and whatnot. Yeah. And they had some comedian who I don't know the name of talking about simple, uh, simple plan. And he was like 16 years old. And he's in the car with his dad and he puts simple plan on for his dad and goes, dad, this song is how I feel about you. And it was that song. Like, I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. And the dad just goes, I'm driving you to baseball practice right now. Like, I love you. Like, we don't have any of these problems. I just yell at you because you're stupid sometimes. But I'm paying for you to like private school. <laughs> and, like, and I love that because I think everyone has that moment where they think like their dad or mom is like the worst person ever. Yeah. And then like a second later, they're like, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> yeah. 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 That teenage angst. It's, uh, I mean, it, it is. Did you have like, a lot of it growing up? Oh yeah. I mean, I used to hair, have hair like halfway down my back. Like I was super into metal music, like Slipknot, Disturbed, Three Days Grace. Um, Chevelle was another, another big one. I loved, I loved the Foo Fighters too. Like I grew up on grunge, so it wasn't like, you know, uh, it wasn't all the super angry stuff that I liked, but, 
Uh, I respect that more than what I did because like you like took your emotions and was like, I'm going to take this straight on and like be like raw, angry about it. <laughs> well, I didn't do that. I, I liked like the emo music that was like, these are my feelings. And if you don't understand my feelings, then I'm going to cry about it. <laughs> and that's why I really but like I, Weezer a lot. And, <laughs> and I, I was so emotional. Like I, I would hear like a Gavin DeGraw, DeGraw song yeah. and be like, no one understands this Gavin DeGraw song more than I do. <laughs> Not even Gavin DeGraw understands this Gavin DeGraw song more than I do right now. He doesn't even know what he's saying. I remember, I remember, like, like, th- like, this would be a Tuesday. This is how I would spend a Tuesday night. I would find like a Gavin DeGraw breakup song or a Weezer breakup song, and I'd play that song on repeat while Facebook stalking. The girl that broke my heart? Yeah. Yep. The thing is, that girl didn't even break my heart in no, theory no. because she never even talked to me. Right. Because she didn't. Her friend told you she wasn't interested. Yeah, yeah. So I would like take these like deep breakup songs that I was like, you broke my heart. You, 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 you're like a bad person. And I never even met this girl. I saw her on Facebook and then I asked the friend that I knew it was mutual friends with. I was like, hey, does Cindy want to hang out with us? And she's like, she thinks you're ugly. Get away. (laughs) When reality, she probably didn't even ask Cindy about you. Her friend thought you were ugly and then answered the question for Cindy. Totally. (laughs) But I I would Facebook stalk these girls listening to the saddest music. Like Dreaming with a Broken Heart by John Mayer I would play. It was awful. I mean, I don't like... I think people go in different directions. And it's really, I think it's honestly genetic, like what your reaction to problems are. Like, like my reaction to problems is generally to like get mad. And I wouldn't say that I have like a big temper. I don't think anybody in comedy's really ever seen me blow up. Um, but I think it's more normal to, you know, be sad about it or let music make you like happy that that was my i only listen to angry music and as i get older i i wonder was i angry so i listen to angry music or was i angry so i listen to angry music which made me more angry which made me listen to angrier music and just like keep it spiraling like for instance were you more emotional because you were listening to emotional songs it's really a chicken or the egg no problem i i I honestly think i watched (laughs) rom-coms And I love the way rom-coms made me feel. But the thing is, a rom-com you can't bring with you in your everyday life. That's like a two-hour movie that you have to like sit down and watch. Yeah. And it's like hard to like be like bring that around everywhere you go. Yeah. And so I was like, how can I get the same drug that these rom-coms give me? And then insert sappy Taylor Swift music. Yeah. Insert Weezer. Yeah. Uh, like that's why I love Nirvana's Unplugged so much because I yeah. love Nirvana and I like all ranges of music, but I love Nirvana so much. But when I was going through that big rom com phase, I was like, oh, this Nirvana Unplugged album is the sad lyrics that Kurt Cobain's singing, but I right. can understand them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's not yelling. There's them. not an angry layer on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, I totally think I like to manufacture being sad, manufacture being dramatic. I, I think I'm a dramatic person, but like I like. The manufacture of these weird songs and movies that I like. To- yeah, no, I I fully get that. And I think a lot of I think a lot of people do that, especially young people. Um, I mean, personally, as I've gotten older, I've gotten more into podcasts because they don't affect me emotionally. 
Like, I'm at a point in my life where it's like I can't walk around being fucking sad all day. <laughs> it's like I got work to do. I got comedy to do. Like, all this other stuff. But, like, if I'm going for a run and I listen to, like, a Sick Puppies album from ninth grade or whatever, my time is, like, two minutes better per mile. Like, it's literally measurable the juice that that type of music still still gives me even though it's like you know i don't hate my dad and like all these things that he's singing about but it's still like you know tapping into that that feeling from when i was younger like you're saying with with weezer dude i, I totally know what you're saying right now because i remember it like in my in like my like Neighborhood. I don't know why it took me so long to think of the word neighborhood. In my neighborhood, when I would run a mile, I'd wear headphones, and I love ska music. So I'd play like Real Big Fish, oh, Sublime, really? okay. like that really fast, like. And so I'd run like these like seven and a half. Well, I'm slow, so like seven, seven, seven and a half miles was like fast. My fastest. That's ever. fast. No, but that's like my fastest. Like I'm from oh, okay. like peak like JV soccer. Yeah, like, yeah. Like my the peak of my fitness. <laughs> yeah. That was like seven, seven, and then we'd get to practice, and we went a lot of wear headphones, mm. and I'd like an eight minute mile yeah and I, I think it's because there was no ska there yeah. was no horns yeah the horns made me run <laughs> the horns make you run i'm telling you i believe you no i i i fully i mean there's a reason you see nfl players warming up with those giant fucking headphones part of it's because they're getting paid to do it but part of it is because like they're listening to music like it uh it keeps you going but anyway this podcast isn't about feelings this podcast is about concerts and seeing these acts lives that we're the live that we were just talking about and you brought up the thing with the weezer show and green day about how they were at city field and you wouldn't want to see them at city field so the question is can you rank your best type of venue for seeing a live show or would you rather or were you thinking we go in a different direction and you get to that later no, we, we can go any direction you, you want to go in. Uh, City Field's a great venue. City Field's amazing. Okay. I, I'm going to see the Dead & Co. there on uh, in a few weeks. Nice. But, like, Weezer and Green Day is not a good venue for those type of shows because, back to the whole emotional thing, I love seeing Rivers Cuomo sing these lyrics emotionally. Like, here's this one song. I've seen Weezer like three or four times live. And here's this one song where, oh, why can't I think of the name of it right now? It's on Pinkerton. It's, uh, here's this, here's this one, I can't think of the, lyric, the name of it, but this, here's this great song that's so emotional that's about how, like, he doesn't want to, like, try dating anymore mm. because it knows it's going to hurt his feelings. Like, <laughs> like, he knows that, like, the act of dating, yeah. the rejection is so bad that he'd just rather not try it and so I like being as close as possible and like seeing his face as he sings these lyrics. And like, yeah. I, I like feeling what he's feeling, which sounds so weird. I can't believe people are so going to hear like this. like an intimate night with Rivers Cuomo, like the fucking knit, knitting factory or something like that. Yeah, sure. Or like, yeah, something like that would be great. Uh, I'm sure I, a bigger venue because it's Weezer. You need <laughs> sure. a, a bigger sure. venue than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I would say like, a, like out of venues I've been to, uh, like the College uh, Union Hall in New Haven, Connecticut, where Yale is, mm. that would be a big venue where every seat is intimate, even though you can be far away from it. Sure. But like the Dead & Co, Grateful, it's a Grateful Dead tribute band with John Mayer as the lead singer. I can't yep. believe I'm saying John Mayer a third time in this <laughs> podcast. Uh, Chris, Chris Barnes holds the record i think we talked about john mayer for like 10 minutes a lot of comedians <laughs> like john mayer it's, it's a, a thing. lot of straight white guys like that john mayer true. and a that lot is... of straight white guys do comedy that is true so uh correlations sorry so go the, on. no no you're fine 
The Dead and Co. I would I wouldn't mind seeing at City Field. I actually like seeing them at City Field. I'm gonna see them soon. This is for my third time at That's City like Field. That's like a party atmosphere. It's a party atmosphere, but they also like construct their music where like you can hear the music in the parking lot. Like yeah. they they like actually have like this thing called the wall. Do you know about it? No. The Grateful Dead invented this thing called like it's the actual word for it. But I'm gonna wall just call it the, the wall of sound or something. Oh yeah, that's a the pretty. I mean, every song uses it for music production. Maybe that's not what I'm. It's called. Oh, okay. They just con- constructed this like way to bring this huge thing to concerts where you get uh, perfect sound quality in the nosebleeds. Wow. And you, it's about dancing, about vibing. Mm-hmm. And so you don't need to be front row to get your dance on. Right. I've had my craziest experience at a dead show, laying down in a blonde like. <laughs> in the nosebleeds <laughs> with some like old ass hippie just being like, can you hear it? I'm like, I can hear it. <laughs> so City Field's great for that. Uh, and, 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 and the reason why I think I'm a kind of an expert on concerts is because I think a lot of people don't know what they want when they go to concerts. I, I really think. Very interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of people just know they want to see their favorite act, but they don't have a plan. And you don't need a plan. Like, well, at the end of the day, a concert's a very simple thing. Yeah. You're going to go to listen to music. But I love them, and I want to have the best experience possible. Yes. So, like, name me an artist, and I'll tell you, like, the, the way to do it. <laughs> sure. Um, well, so, like, you're saying when you when they go, they don't know what they're looking for. That is that's different for every type of artist or like different artists that's out there for, for instance, like, you know, if I'm going to a slipknot show, I'm going to guess you're going to say the pit, like, don't be in the, don't be in the, the stands, like be in the center. No, no, no. Well, this is a person person thing. What's your relationship with slipknot? Oh, I want to like, I, if I'm going to a slipknot show, it's you because want, you want I'm mosh. like, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. me too. And like, that's scream, what I scream and mosh. Yeah. But the thing is, <laughs> Uh, I dated this girl and she was like, I hate concerts. I'm like, what? You hate concerts? How? Because I knew she like loved music. And she goes, yeah. well, Corn's like my favorite band. In the future. Corn? Yeah. She hates concerts. She loves Corn. Love That doesn't corn. make any sense to me. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what are you talking about? Corn is who opened for Slipknot when I saw Slipknot. Oh, dude, that sounds like a perfect show. It was a pretty good show, except I was up in the nosebleeds. There was a ticket fiasco. Anyway, go on. Well, she was like, I went to Corn, and it was all these people dancing and going crazy, and I just wanted to like sit down and listen to the music. And I'm like, okay, if that's what you want to do. That's what you do at a Jack Johnson concert. I, Jack Johnson's <laughs> like my favorite. That's that. He's my number one. He's my number one. Baby. I'm not judging, but I'm saying like, you know, if I want to sit there and just hear Upside Down, then like I don't plan on dancing. I plan on like sitting there and enjoying it. No, but I was telling her, I was like, if you want to see Corn then you shouldn't buy a ticket that close. You should buy a ticket a little farther away yeah. or choose to sit farther away and don't go with a big, because you want like a big group of people. Don't go with a big group of people. Yeah. If you're trying to sit down and relax, you got to know, see these people like want to go to concerts and bring everybody they've ever met yep. to the show. Yep. And there's some shows I want to do that for, yep. but I I had my, my awakening with concerts when I went alone to one. Yes. Yeah, man. Which show was it? So I got I got a two day pass to Gov Ball my senior year of high school, with me and a bunch of my friends. It was I think Friday and Sunday because Friday was like Outcast and Damien Marley and um, what's that band called? Uh, Phoenix. It was, a, it was a great lineup. Okay. But I went with all my friends from high school, 
and they want to get drunk. They want to talk to girls. By the way, talking to girls at a concert, if it happens naturally, yeah. do it. But never go to a concert, try and talk to girls. It's just a failure. It's a. It's just a weird. They don't want them to. T- you don't. <laughs> no, no. That's one of the. You got to let them approach you. Like my my brother, my his girlfriend of like two and a half, three years. Like they met at a concert. But I think she like went up to him or something like that. That's beautiful. Yeah, it and worked I, out for him. But and like, I met girls at concerts before too. But yeah, you, that's not the goal. The, the, no. If that's your goal, you're misguided. So what happened was we we go to this show. Halfway there, my friend's like, "Dude, I uh, for some reason like don't have a ticket." This is like this is like the last year I think before e tickets was a thing. You have to <laughs> yeah. you know, balls. You have to bring a printed ticket. He said, "I don't have my printed ticket." Fuck. And I'm like, okay, dude, we can figure it out. Uh, maybe there's like a Staples or something near there. We couldn't find anything like that. So we had to go there. And like we spent like so much of the concert trying to like wait on this long line to buy him a concert at like Will Call. Mm. And then we get in the concert and he's like, we got to get drunk. So he's like begging every 21-year-old he meets to like buy us beer. Oh, and I'm like, dude. That's it's- a bad look. I don't care. Like, we're at the concert. Like, let's just yeah. have fun. Yeah. So we only saw Outcast. We missed every act except for Outcast. Wow. And then I'm trying to get into Outcast. They're playing. And by that point, you're probably pissed off. I'm not in a good mood. Yeah. And so they play "So Fresh, So Clean." That's like one of my favorite songs by them. I'm trying to get in it. And he gets in a fist fight. Same wow. guy. Same guy gets in a fist fight. And so all of us have to like kind of like help my friend get out of this fist fight. <laughs> and then you probably get thrown out. It, it was just. A disaster. The whole thing was awful. That sounds horrible. And then Sunday, so I didn't go Saturday. So day, Sun- day two. Day, yeah, the next show. Yeah. All my friends, like I guess, like I just like didn't tell them I was going. I was like, if they're going, they're going, but I'm not gonna see them. Yeah. And this it was uh, Chance the Rapper and Childish Gambino, and then The Strokes. No, that's a good lineup. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Those are and also Skrill- three. And, and then Skrillex was the last one, which I don't like Skrillex, but fuck yeah. It. Right. So sick. Well, those first three are definitely, I would put them in a category of like, you're there for the music. You're not there to mosh. You're not there for girls. Like, you are there because they have a certain sound that you want to hear. So, so. Skrillex is for going nuts. But anyway, I digress. So, I went to the show. I'm by myself. I didn't tell my mom I was going alone because like, I wasn't allowed to go to concerts alone. I'm like right. 17. She'd kill me. Yeah. So, I just <laughs> said I'm meeting friends there. No friends there. But I actually did meet a friend there. My brother's friend who's like older than me, who's 21, who doesn't drink. I was like, man, you're here by yourself. You should get a beer. I'm going to get a 21 bracelet, give it to you because I don't need it because I don't drink. Nice. So there I am. I had all the weed. I had so much weed on me. I had this 21 <laughs> bracelet and I'm by myself and I made the best day of my life because yeah. I had no one dragging me down. I was there for the music. I had no one trying to get in fistfights. No one's trying to talk to girls. Yep. And when I was there, I was like, this is paradise. This is like me like. It was the first time I was doing everything I wanted just because I chose to do it. Yep. And if I had to take a piss, I could take a piss and my friend was going to be pissed for, for, at me for ditching him. Yep. And if I wanted to stay in the front row the whole time, I didn't have a friend being like, but yeah. we have to pee. Can we go right. in the back? And then, yeah, he gets tired. Like, can we go see another band? You're like, no, dude, it's not over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with all that. I am a big fan of going to concerts by myself. Because the other thing Which that I'll do. Which concerts have you gone to alone? I saw Tool by myself. Um, that was pretty, pretty intentional. Like I did invite a couple of people and I even had other friends at that concert, but I was like, I'm getting good seats. I'm fucking splurging for this concert. I am going to see tool like how I want to see tool. And, um, and let me guess, did you take a piss at one point in that concert? I did. And when yeah. you took a piss, 
It was your piss. It was my piss. It was your piss. There was no one. There was no one telling no. you. At, at, at the third song, we'll all yeah. have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. You're yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. have to pee at the third song. You know what I mean? I hate that group activity at a concert, man. It's it's it's, it's, uh, it's not good. Yeah. Well, that's where you get like at the EDM shows. You get the Asian train where it's like literally 35 Asian people like weaving their way through like a snake. It's a big EDM thing. I don't even know if it's racist to say anymore because everyone who's been to an EDM show has been like, that's, that's what that is. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's not racist because if that's racist, then the next thing I'm going to say is going to be sexist. Please. At, 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 (laughs) at at concerts, 10 girls all at once are going to march to the front of the show and say, I'm meeting my boyfriend in the front. Yeah. We're friends with her. Yeah. I'm with her. And it's like, that I know. I, and by, by the seventh girl, I'm like, I, I know. I, I heard the first five girls yep. say this. I, I, yep. I, I'm I aware that also, all of you have a boyfriend in the front. Like, you're allowed to just walk up there. Nobody's like stopping anyone from love, walking They there. love telling you uh, they're important. Yeah. They yeah. love that. So the other show that I saw live recently was Run the Jewels, which was Never got into them, one. but everyone says like great oh, things. I've I heard nothing it. but good they things. Are, like, they are rap for former rock fans essentially like if you liked really angry music they are good rap for that because they're they kind of have like an old school sound but there's just a lot of energy it's a little they're kind of angsty um but it it's i mean it's honestly like most of the fans are are white dudes um and it's rap which kind of tells you about the the type of music but it is it is good um not nearly the same experience as going to tool by myself but what I do at concerts, if I bring someone else, I am constantly looking over at that other person to make sure they're having as much fun as I am. And if I go by myself, I'm only worried about how much fun I'm having, baby. Dude, totally. <laughs> like, I, I remember I went to uh, the Red Chili Peppers is like probably like my, yeah. my like in my top five or top ten. Fun, fun fact, I sold a TV to Anthony Kiedis's dad when I was in high school. How'd that happen? He lives in my hometown. That guy's a... Cr- yeah, Michigan. He's nuts. You're yeah, that's yeah, the part yeah. of Michigan you're from? Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know all about it. His dad would, like, call into the rock radio station and request Red Hot Chili Pepper songs every once in a while. That's amazing, dude. <laughs> His dad's a crazy person. He's nuts. He Was he with a hot young girl? No, he came in by himself. His name is Blackie Dammit. Yeah. Um, he owns a couple of wolves. He lives out in like the sticks of Grand Rapids. Like it'd be hard to find his house, even if you knew where it was type of type of thing. And um, why do you buy a TV from you? He's got a TV repair shop and I worked at ABC warehouse, which is like, so a, he's out of the, 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 the club promotional business, I guess. You, you, I, like, Cause you know, that was his hustle, right? No, he was like a big guy in the LA scene. And that's how Anthony Kiedis kind of got like established because oh. like his dad was a like, big like LA club promoter. And so Anthony Kiedis was like 11 years old and he was just watching his dad do like cocaine, hanging out with like Sonny and Chair. And <laughs> like, I know that's a true God like, damn. Like Sonny and Chair <laughs> was like doing cocaine with Anthony Kiedis' dad. And Anthony Kiedis was like 11 years old, just being like, how come this girl who's like six years older than me is dating you? Like, he was in like 17 year olds. Yeah. Uh, that would make your lyrics pretty weird. Um, I, and dude, you'd probably be okay with getting naked on stage. Like so, that, that's adding up a lot of stuff in my head. So Anthony, Key, I love Anthony. He's, he's my. Yeah, he's sorry, my go on. Time. I interrupted you. No, no, you're not interrupting me. I, I just, I, I just, just because I keep a thought going doesn't mean what you said was interrupting that thought. I, your, your thought is probably just more important than what I was saying. Keep going. I need interruptions. <laughs> I, without interruptions, I'll just be rambling like an ass. Fifty-eight minutes of Joey Ronaldo. <laughs> 
just talk about the, talk about my love for for uh, the album um, by the way which yeah. I, I don't start don't start yeah. I'll go down I can tell you about every lyric on that we're getting it back into feelings <laughs> I have I feel everything Corey I, I believe you uh, I but I, I know what you mean so because I bought a ticket one ticket to I remember my girlfriend in college was so mad at me I bought one ticket to see the Red Chili Peppers and she was like why didn't you ask me I'm like you don't understand I don't want to go with anybody yeah. besides me I want me myself and me and I just want to <laughs> sit down and I it was at Madison Square Garden so I had a seat yeah. and I literally just sat there and just watched and just just an amazement like these guys who I've been idolizing my whole life yeah and just really appreciate what they were doing as a, as an as artist yeah um and that's the, always, that's it, always tricky with the significant others though because they they're like it. right well i don't i don't even know if i can like blame significant others i think most people don't understand they're going, going to, to a concert concerts. yeah because in their mind like every concert's a party why would I go if it's not a party? And great, like there are party shows. Like I talked about it on the music festivals episode with Connor, but like um, I went, I've gone to Electric Forest like three times. That's a party show. Like you want to go with a bunch of people that are all on the same page, and you got enough people that like two can leave to go to the bathroom and then come back, and it doesn't affect the whole group. Type of type of concert. Um, but like Tool, for instance, I like. I wouldn't want anyone else there because they're not going to enjoy it as much as me. So I'm going to worry about that. And then, yeah, even the bathroom thing. It's a simple thing, but that's like, or it gets annoying. The beer, the beer thing, like the beer, yeah. you want to, you want to get a beer when you want to get a beer. You don't want to yeah. wait for somebody else to get a beer. And, and that's why I love when people go to dead shows with me because a grateful dead show, I'll take anyone to a dead show. I'll take you, your mother, whoever wants to go, I'll bring because I have that thing figured out. And when I go to a grateful dead show, I got a big tapestry. I'm talking about this ginormous tapestry. Put some towels on it. And I tell everybody, even people who didn't come with people I meet at the show, I'm like, hey, I'm sitting here. This is where I am. Uh, there's beer here. There's drugs here. There's 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 pillows you want to take a nap. Yeah. Everything you need. Because it's like four-hour show. It's like four or five-hour oh, show. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm here. And if you want to hang out with me, you can hang out with me. If you want to go and get part go partying, you can go, go partying. If you, if you need someone to have a talk with, I'm sitting here to talk. Like, yeah. whatever you need is at this blanket. And when I need a beer, get a drink, can somebody come over here and just send the blanket while I go and get a drink of beer? Like, yeah. it's like a home, I make a home base where everybody feels safe, but no one's obligated to go to that, that tapestry right. Right. home base. And uh, it's I think it's really nice at a festival setting, whether it's like an EDM festival or a Grateful Dead festival. It's good to know that there's somewhere that's safe. Yes. That, like... Because it's so overwhelming when there's multiple stages all day long. Yeah. So many people you're it's meeting. It's a four-mile walk back to your tent. <laughs> you need to know, I have this one tapestry. If I sit there, I'm in my like own comfy feelings. Yep. yep. And then you freak out when somebody steps on your tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> no, your tapestry. I, have, I have seen people do that before. And it's like, dude, you are in the middle of the fucking show right now. Like, <laughs> No, the, the, my tapestry is meant to get stepped on. It's meant to get beer on it. You have a better attitude than a lot of people at these shows. What are they doing? Are they trying to bring artwork to the fucking... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but that's, that's kind of what we're talking about. Guy. Everyone I never goes... the flag guy, by the like way. Like the, um, the, the totems. Who, yeah, who holds like the ginormous like, like, like Pledge of Allegiance flag. Yeah. I'm just like, who, 
who is this for? I know, I, I, I know this isn't comfortable for you. Like, can no. you imagine enjoying music while you're just holding this ginormous? I know, I know. Some some people uh, claim it's so that their friends can find them, but like, you you go to like a bass nectar show, and everyone's got them up the whole show, and it's like I know your friends already found you already. Like, <laughs> what is? What is this for? But then you see the photos afterwards and it's a way to be like, that was me. Like, that's my totem. I was right there. I could prove it. This it's in my fucking closet. So like, I don't know. Cool. People just want to be Sick, recognized. Yeah, but it goes into like, peop- I think you and me to an extent have a different outlook on what concerts are for. And like, we, I think we, we kind of like are saying like, oh no, I have my own personal relationship to this band and I want to like experience that. I don't know if most people feel that way. Like the totem, they're like, oh, I'm going to leave it up because, you know, when this gets put on Instagram, I want to be able to show my friends I was at this show. And they're not there for the music. They're there for the Instagram. This makes me a bad person. I understand that. But I think anybody who goes to a concert for the pictures and the stories are doing it wrong. <laughs> I, you're doing it wrong. And uh, you're the person that I probably hate in life. I've gotten yelled at. I've gotten yelled at at concerts for dancing. What? For dancing. You're probably just a shit dancer. No, 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 no. I am a shit dancer. But the thing is, I'll, I, I'll never forget this. This, ha- this happened at, at a Sublime Tribute Band concert. This happened at, at a at a fest at an EDM festival. This, this happened three different times in me with me. And both times, it was a girl and her boyfriend trying to take a picture of her and I'm just dancing and I was there in that spot for an hour or two and I'm just doing my little dance I do dance. hate that and, and then and she was can you like stop like you're hitting my boyfriend's arm and he's taking a picture of me I'm like I'm dancing. I'm at a yeah. concert. They, he, they're literally playing Go music somewhere else. that makes your body want to dance. Like this is like yeah. like what this song is for. We're at an EDM concert. Calvin Harris is playing right now. Yeah. Like what do we? What do we? It's electric dance music. Why am I? Why are we having a conversation right now? And you have to talk so loud for me to even hear you at a Calvin Harris yeah. concert that yeah. you're wasting your your precious voice to tell me stop dancing so yeah. I can take this perfect picture and by the way we've been talking about like mainstream concerts and sure. stuff yeah we live in the best city in the world not the I, I bet nashville is but we live in one of the best cities in the world for just like bar show concerts underground shows yeah not even underground yeah i guess underground did you do you ever indulge in like the music scene not as much as i would like to or as much as i thought i would i think just the fact that i'm at bars so often for comedy in my head, I'm like, if I'm going to a bar, I'm going to a comedy club because I like can get work done, essentially. Be, be friends um, to musicians. Be what? Be friends to musicians. In oh, the city. yeah. No, There's I, so many. I, yeah. Become, I used to. Become friends with them. Go to their concerts. Introduce me, please. Dude, it's, dude I, have like, <laughs> I, I, I have a ton of friends who like are in bands and stuff. Yeah. And it's similar to the comedy scene, but different. But, like, they have bar shows the way we have shitty bar shows. Oh, yeah. And the difference between their shitty bar shows and our shitty bar shows is... People don't hate them at the bar. <laughs> yeah, because it's music. Yeah, like, right. Like, <laughs> no one's hearing anyone's hot take on Donald Trump uh, during a music set. Yeah, like, tonight, for instance, like I, 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 I go out and try to see, like, maybe, like, in a month. I, I go to, like, at least, like, three music bar shows a month. And like tonight, I'm going to one. I'm go- uh, this is a big deal, actually. I-, I hope people, do people in New York City listen to your podcast? I hope they yeah. do. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is a plug. Can I make a plug? Please. The most fun 
rock and roll bar show in this city that you can see the first Thursday of every single month at 11.30 p.m. is the Rolling Bones. The Rolling Bones. I'm not making it up. Okay. It's a Rolling Stones tribute band. And this like plays a big part in something I want to talk to you about. Okay. Uh, I don't know how much time we have, but so I'm, I, we got time. We got time. I, I, I have to get this, this out of my. It's gonna take more than twenty five minutes. <laughs> no, it's not. It might. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, this is band the Rolling Bones. They do Rolling Stones cover songs. Yeah. At eleven thirty every first Thursday of every month at the Red Lion, and. They're amazing, and I love cover bands. I, I go to cover and tribute bands all the time. Interesting. Like, for instance, I, I, view the, I, I go to a lot of Grateful Dead tribute bands. I go to a lot of Sublime tribute bands, yep. Rolling Stones. If Sublime I, makes sense because they're I, not really a band anymore. But um, I've seen Led Zeppelin tribute bands. I try to see tribute bands because tribute bands are genuinely cheap, like $5. Yeah. So for $5, you can get to hear your favorite music that you know every word to, at a fun ball with other people who also loves those songs. Right. Nobody's going to that show that's not a fan. And the thing is, you're not at like a high stakes concert where, ooh, if I go to the bathroom, I'm going to miss a song. You can go to the bathroom. You can wait on the line. You can, actually, you can hear it from the bathroom. You can talk to girls. <laughs> you can talk to girls without feeling like, oh, am I missing the concert? Because like, yeah. you can just in, have your best time yeah. because you're in a small, tiny bar hearing your favorite music. For $5, that's the best deal. That is a good. That is a good way to put it. I so I I used to in high school go to a lot of like coffee shop shows or like That's great. bar shows and and stuff but um coffee shop is not the same kind of atmosphere cuz it's kind of quiet everyone there is listening to the music like you're not really allowed to talk to anyone else um but I was like I was kind of in bands in high school like we did a lot of practicing not a lot of shows cuz we weren't very good to be totally honest what, what do you but play? like uh well, I was in orchestra for seven years, so I was I got all right at viola, um, and then I played drums for like three or four years. No way! I have um, a lot of friends who are drummers. Well, that was like that was that was like the dream was to start doing those bar shows, and then it just like I didn't know how to do it. Like I didn't know how to go to a bar and be like, "Hey, we want to do this," or I didn't I didn't realize you could. I kind of thought that we had to like put out music, and then the bar would find us, or like none of it none of it clicked for me. And then by the time I got here, like I said, like every time I'm out at a bar, I'm normally at a comedy show or something along those lines, like five or six nights a week. Um, but now that you're saying all this, I'm like, yeah, that was fun. Why don't I do that more? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's so much fun. And like I like all types of shows. Like I, I like going to jazz concerts. Uh another date I love going on uh is I love bringing just like girls like to um like our first or second date. I like going to like a jazz bar because a jazz bar is so great because you can have the dogs going off. Fitz. Calm that's, down. That's music to some people's ears. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like a jazz bar is such a great first date because you can have these moments where no, neither of you are talking, but it's yep. not awkward. Yeah. Because I feel like on first date, like people feel pressure to just talk, 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 talk. Yes. But like some of the best times with people is like just being silent and like enjoying the scene. And like a, a jazz concert is such a nice way to like, and you can also talk at a jazz. A lot of jazz bars you talk at, like right. No, they don't care. It's like background yeah. music. That's why people. A lot of people call jazz music elevator music for that reason, because <laughs> you can talk over it. I don't think any jazz musicians want to be referred to as elevator music, though. Yeah, but a lot of <laughs> jazz bands, I've, I've, I went to a jazz show Saturday and everyone was talking over it, but they seem happy. They seem yeah. like they were playing the music because yeah, yeah, yeah. they knew the vibe they were creating. They were creating right. a, a social atmosphere. 
Yeah, I mean, I I have the feeling that all right. So I've never seen like Dead and Company or or any Grateful Dead, but I have seen jam bands like that. Like there's like one. Uh, do you know Desmond Jones? No, but I'm sure uh, he's great. They're they're local. Like a couple of dudes I went to high school with, um, and they're actually kind of blowing up. They play a bunch of festivals, but I've seen uh, like the String Cheese incident. Oh, they're and great. Was, I've never seen. They them were live. great, and they're even like, um, like. They put off the vibe of, like, we are here that everyone has fun, and if you guys are going to chat because you're having such a good time, be our guest. And yeah. that's, like, that's the type of show that they were. Um, it, and that's what, you're, that's what you're saying jazz, essentially, like a jazz concert can do in the city. Yeah, a jazz concert, and then that same thing with the with the cover bands. A cover band knows that like you're not there for that band. They 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 know right. they're there. You're there for like that thing they're delivering, which is yes. the atmosphere of this band. And I want to go back to the Rolling Bones for one more time. Please, because are I they to, paying you? I have, to, <laughs> I have to explain how they saved my life. They 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 actually <laughs> saved my life because because you know like uh, New York City is like so stressful when you're starting out doing comedy. For sure, I remember it's stressful when you're not starting out doing it. It's just stressful in general. So. I was trying so hard to make it in comedy. I'm like 20 years old. I think I had a fake ID on me. And I just started doing like that intern program at Broadway where like yeah. you get to like work the door. I don't, you probably never did it, but you worked. I, I know people that did. You like, work I was the door. You, you, you're you the doorman. And in return, they'll give you a spot or two a week. Yeah. Okay. And it was my, and like the first three times I did it, it was Broadway Comedy Club. And and the, the, the way they used to do it was really shitty. It was like this guy would hand write this order for like every day of the week mm -hmm. just, and his handwriting was atrocious yeah and then he would like send you a pdf of that handwriting thing and so three times in a row it was at broadway comedy club so my fourth time going i went to broadway comedy club and i didn't realize the gv next to my name meant my time slot was for greenwich village comedy club because i didn't know oh. broadway comedy club and greenwich village comedy club were connected at that point because right. right, why right, would right. i because right. no one's Take the time to explain this to me. Yeah, yeah. And so I show up at my spot. It was, I, was, I was my spot was like at like eleven thirty. So I show up or something at eleven like eleven fifteen, fifteen minutes early. And they go, "No, you're at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. You got to go." So I jump on the train. I'm running. I'm freaking out. I get there. The show's leaving. Like the, I was the yeah. last spot, the second right, last right, spot. Right. So I'm seeing the audience walk out, and I tell the manager, "I'm like, dude, I'm so, it's, it, I'm so sorry. Can you please like." Give me a spot another time. He goes, no, you missed your spot. That there's no backs like, and I'm like, yeah, right. What? I worked my ass off for this spot. Give it to me. And Nick, he was so cold and rude about it. Yeah. And I just started walking aimlessly around Greenwich Village. Right. So lost with myself, and I'm like, and I I used to listen to this song by the Rolling Stones called "Times on My Side." Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, I would play it after like a bad day of comics. I'd be like, I'm 19 years old. I'm uh, yeah. 20 years. No, no, I was 20. I was 20. I was 20. I was, I'm 20 years old. I'm young. Time's on my side. Life's going to be good. And I was trying to play that song and I wasn't feeling good, even though I always play that song to make me feel better. I was feeling so shitty that I missed that spot. And then I take my headphones off and you know what I hear? The Rolling Bones playing that song. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a sign. What the fuck is this thing? Yeah. And I walk in, dude. And it's just a Rolling Stones cover band playing <laughs> my like medicine, and I fucking jam out that whole night. I meet the a beautiful girl. I, I hook up with this, like the super hot girl, and, wow. and it made my whole like 
image of that night not sad. Greenwich Village Comedy Club, be damned. You're not going to keep Joey down. No one's keeping Joey down. <laughs> and I asked the, the guy at the door, I was like, what is this been? He goes, it's Come to my show at Greenwich Village Comedy Club every Monday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And so I asked, I asked the guy, and he goes, first Thursday of every month. And it's part of my religion now. It's like going to the so you sh- go every week? Not not every month. Oh, okay. I was no, going to say, how I, many times can you hear the same, even if the song is, like, great? It, so so, so that, that's 12 Thursdays a year they do it. I probably go to, like, half. I probably go to, like, six. That's pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm that's a, a lot. That's, I get it for free now. Does the band just know you? Yeah. That's not all. all uh, <laughs> okay. JC the the, the guitar the, the oh, guitarist gotcha. knows me. It, it, but but I'm just saying like it, it's it, it saved my life and now I bring all my friends and this is a true story. Um, uh, this 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 is the thing about concerts like you have to know what you're getting for and I start explaining this to all my friends the story that I just told you and most people are like oh that's stupid I don't want to see that band <laughs> and then every now and then I bring one friend I'd bring two friends I bring three friends and there was a time where I missed like three months in a row so three months in a row I didn't go to the Rolling Bones show yeah. And then that fourth month when I, after missing it for three months, I went and I walked in, saw over 30 of my friends there. Not people from different lives, comedians, wow. yeah. people from high school, people None from college. None of them knew each other. No, but they all knew each other. And when I walked in, they were like, hey, Joey's here. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And they were like, in the past three months. Is this months, a surprise birthday party? What the fuck just in happened? In the past three months, these people all started going, all met and realized they all know me. Wow. And they never thought to text me or invite me to go because no. they just assumed I would show up. <laughs> and four months later, I show up, and now it's like this. And tonight's their first night, actually, uh, that's uh, awesome. since COVID. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I bet that's going to be a, a crazy show. Like, Prob- the thing is, it's, it, it's just a bar show. Like, so it could but be. So, uh, like, do, I guess my, my question is, like, do they have other fans like you that come, like, all the – do they have, like, a, I don't know. a set of regulars? I, 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 I get so drunk before I go that I don't even know. I don't even know. I get hammered to go to this because you have to. You have to. It's 1130. It's a Rolling Stone show. If you're not drunk, what are you doing? Yeah. I, like my favorite moments is like when I would do like like late night para shows. So like I do the late night para shows and just walk right over because right there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, okay. So one of my favorite types of venues to go to and i think it is actually my favorite um and kind of what you were talking about with the mix of like size but also atmosphere is like the rock club like yeah you know we're talking 800 people but it's like a big stage you could fit a like 800 is a good amount of people to put in somewhere so like i'm talking terminal five yeah brooklyn steel brooklyn bowl uh, I have not been to the Brooklyn Bowl. Brooklyn Steel. Have you ever been there? It's part of the Brooklyn I'm Mirage. I'm so mad I haven't been to the Brooklyn Steel. No, I haven't. It's an amazing place to see a show. Like they have like brand new technology in there. So like getting drinks is literally just like one dude pulls a lever, you scan your bracelet, and then like keep going. It takes like yeah, two I, I, seconds. Yeah, I heard about it. But it's, I heard the drinks are overpriced though. They are everywhere. Yeah, that I mean, that's New York, baby. But yeah, that's New York. Did you see the thing? Side tangent: where El, uh, Laguardia was charging people twenty seven ninety five for a Sam Adams. No, and like the government is actually auditing all airport food and drinks now because that was so ridiculous. There's a picture on it on the New York. Was Post. it like a giant tall boy at least? Yeah, it was a twenty four ounce, but it's still like no, that's fucked up. That's a lot. That's fucked yeah. up. Um. Anyway, the Rock Club, where it is that intimate feel, but it's also like kind of industrial. Like, there's no, 
Steel. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's no like floweriness to it. Like when you see someone at the garden, it's like, oh, I'm going to the garden. It's just like those rock clubs. It was the one in, in my hometown. It's called the Orbit Room. And it's like, I'm there for a fucking show. Like I'm here for this music. I'm here to like mosh around, do all this stuff. Like absolutely my favorite place to go see somebody, especially compared to a theater. Like if, if I went and saw Grizz at the King's Theater. King's Theater is gorgeous. The whole thing is seats. You can't dance when you've got like hundred year old seats like hitting into the back of your knee. So I guess my my question is, have you ever been to a rock club like that? And who did you see? And what was your opinion of it? Many times. Um, so uh, I'll tell you about the first time though. I was 15 years old and my oldest sister was in like the EDM world. So she was going to like electric. That was like she, a while ago. Or like, yeah, there's like 2010. Yeah, that's like... I'm 15 years old in this story. So, yeah. This yeah, is- yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, EDM wasn't that huge back then. Like, she was early on into EDM. It was EDM and, like, that um, dubstep. It was dubstep. actually more dubstep than, okay. than EDM. I'm sorry about that. Dubstep. No, I, hey. And so, and, I, and she's a year older than me. And I saw that, like, once she got to high school. So, she's one year older than me with two grades above me because I got held back because I'm not that smart. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got a lot of feelings. I wouldn't say you're dumb. You just feel a lot of things, Joey. <laughs> so, I was seeing my sister. Get into high school and had this like weird like individuality where she was like allowed to like go to these concerts by herself with her friends like all over the place. And I was like, what is my version of that? So I was like, when I get to high school, I'm going to have to do that too. But I didn't want to do dubstep stuff, so I looked into it and like I'm such a fucking weirdo. Like, like there was stuff closer <laughs> or cooler I could have found. Yeah. But I found Bad Fish, which I taught about yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, the Sublime yeah. Tribute Band. Yeah. And I didn't know about Sublime Tribune. I, I just love Sublime. I was like, I need to see Sublime because I listened to it every day in middle school. And I was like, I yep. got to somehow see something like Sublime. And I think that's why I love Tribute Band so much because one of my first best experiences with concerts was Sublime that Tribute is, Band. That is a good theory. Bad Fish. And so I find them and it was like, I think it was like December 27th was the date maybe. And uh, I'm not kidding. <laughs> no, December 23rd is the day before Christmas Eve. Okay. And so December 23rd, 2010. And um, I... Uh, find a place called Toad's Place in New Haven. And me and all my friends bought like five tickets for me and all my friends to go. And the plan was we were going to take the train up to New Haven and then walk from the train station and go there. And we were going to like all roll a bunch of joints. So when they play Smoke Two Joints, me and all my friends can all smoke two joints at the same time. It was this Brilliant. amazing plan that we had. Yeah. Until my mom realized that this was the plan I had. And she was like, you're going to New Haven? There's like ghettos there. There's gangs there. I think there was like a gang like shooting like a day before the concert. And so she randomly was like, that's it. Your dad and I, we love this like a five-star Italian restaurant in New Haven. We're going to drive you and all your friends. And we're going to do like a three-hour dinner. And we're going to drive you home after the concert. I'm like, uh. but we can still go to the college. He goes, yeah, you can still go. I'm like, fuck yeah. So then it became about like, then it became about like, how are we going to get all this weed in the car without it smelling? Right. Because we didn't know anything about like vacuum bags or anything like no, that. No, yeah. Because we're fucking... You're stupid as hell. And we don't want to bring You still back. haven't even figured out dryer sheets at that point. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> we got nothing. And so this is what we do. This was our plan. Me and all my friends, this is so fucking dumb. I still don't know why this is what we decided to do. Me and all my friends all had retainers that we would like wear like to like bed. The, 
And so I was like, everyone, bring your, oh, it's so gross. bring your tank because it would smell bad. Remember, they would smell bad. It's like, <laughs> smell horrible. They smell awful. So oh. I, your bad breath retainer must be. Oh. So bring your retainer box. And the old retainer box was like big. Do you remember how big they used to be? Yeah. And I was like, and remember like there was like those small like papers that you would roll like mini joints yeah. with. It's like everyone, bring over your retainer boxes. And then my This could be like a, a side story in super bad. For real. Like this is the nerdiest way to transport weed I've ever heard in my fucking life. So everyone brings over <laughs> the retainer boxes and we roll. It's like a weed factory downstairs. But my mom is coming downstairs. I don't know why. She keeps coming downstairs and I can tell that she may smell something. So my friend Thomas just keeps spraying Lysol. Just keeps spraying Lysol. And like he's by the stairs because my friend Thomas and me don't know how to roll. So we're spraying Lysol by the staircase. It's my mom coming down. Go back to rolling. Go back to rolling. Roll the fucking weed. So now we have like, now we have like all, I have like, like, we all have like five joints for all of us. So we have ton of weed. And then my friend Tom is like, that's not going to cut it. We need to like bring backup just in case. So no, he meant like smelling backup. So we've been oh. Axe body spraying the car with us. That's smart. And then we're getting ready to leave. And my nerdy brother, Anthony is coming. I'm like, what he's doing? My mom's like, I bought him a ticket. He's in a chaperone. Aww. And my brother's like a nerd. My brother's yeah. like a nerd. He like likes being the to asshole. To be fair, you were all nerds. But he was the <laughs> he was the worst. But he didn't smoke weed or drink alcohol. Sure. And like he yeah, wanted yeah, yeah, to yeah. like be like a, a chaperone. That's exactly why your mom brought him. Yeah. So <laughs> so the, so it's like an hour and a half car ride. And the whole 90 minutes up there, my mom's like, what is that smell? My dad's like... We went over a skunk. Like my dad knew what was up. Yeah. We went over a skunk, relaxed. And then Thomas, I just see Thomas like pulling out his jacket, axe bottle spray. Shh, shh. <laughs> 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 and my mom's like, what the fuck is that smell? And we're like, Thomas keeps farting, so we're spraying axe. Now we're like, oh, we're admitting about the axe. Like, yeah, yeah, we had yeah. to address yeah. it. Cause you do the half lie. And I don't know what we're getting ourselves to. I don't know what Toad's place is. Yeah. And we show up finally. And it's the best rock venue I've ever been to till, till, till to this day. It's the small, nitty-gritty rock venue where the Doors yes. would play at, the Rolling Stones used to play at. Like, yep. all the greatest would play when we were starting out. And it's this, like, long, narrow area that has, like, this big stage, like you said, kind of like what you were describing at the Steel, big dance floor with, like, a big bar in the back. Yep. And so... And then the bathroom is like, for some reason, like the downstairs, is like a circle. And so you just like go around this like carousel just to get to the bathroom. And it's like yeah. really tripping your stone out of your mind. <laughs> and uh, and I didn't know what the vibe was. I didn't know what mosh pitting was or anything. Yeah. So they start playing the intense ska music. And everyone just starts hitting each other, elbowing each other. And I was so high and afraid. I was like, why are people being violent at Sublime? And then I was like, wait a second, let me try it. I elbow somebody. Somebody elbows me back. I fall to the ground. This guy helps me back up and then pushes me again. I push somebody to the ground and I help him up. And I'm like, oh, we're all friends. Yeah. This isn't violent. <laughs> this is love. This is love. And I love moshing to this day. And and I, I when I pitch somebody, I make sure to help them back up. Yeah, yeah. And, and and then we went outside. There's a little courtyard outside, right outside. That's like a, the back end, the, the back exit where like. You, everyone's smoking weed. I'm like, everyone can smoke weed. I asked him about I'm like, are these guys going in trouble? And he goes, no, we own this backyard. Smoke away. Like, <laughs> I didn't know it, like weed could be like cool anywhere. And yeah. so Toad's place became like this like, utopia. I felt like it was like, the first place 
that like understood what I was going for, and I was like trying to do my thing, my sister thing. My sister found like her identity in yeah. high school, going to the, these like dubstep shows, and I was so high out of my mind, being like, I have an identity. I'm not just a yeah. like, dumb eighth grade boy anymore. I'm a high school, and I have an identity, and that identity <laughs> is ska shows in New Haven. Yes. You found who you wanted to be for high school. And then my brother wasn't even a dick to us for smoking weed the whole time. Oh, nice. Because this hot girl who was dancing with him wanted to smoke weed with us. And then my brother uh, ran off with this hot girl. So my brother's off making out with some hottie. My dumb 14-year-old friends are getting high as fuck. Everyone gets having a great time. That does sound... Uh, I I understand... Well, you, when you say you like cover bands because of your first experience, that would be a fantastic fucking experience. It's it's everything that you want out of the band, but in a better ven venue. Because, like, let's be honest, if Sublime was still around today, you'd want to go for sure. A lot more money. A lot more money. You wouldn't be nearly as close. It wouldn't be nearly as intimate. You wouldn't have nearly the same kind of time. It wouldn't be the same types of people there. They would get a lot of those fans that are, like, just there to take the photo. But, like... It seems like you nailed exactly why you would go to a tribute band like that. Like, you got the best version of a tribute band that night. Yeah. 100%, man. <laughs> you get you get it. I got it. And, 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 like, furthermore on that statement, a lot of people go to concerts, want to hear that one song they know. Yeah. Not at a tribute band. If you're going to a tribute band show. You know all of them. You know all of them. <laughs> You're playing the they're playing the B sides and you're like, that's their best song. The one that nobody's heard. <laughs> like like one of my most disappointing concerts I've ever been to is when I saw Wiz Khalifa mm. because Wiz Khalifa, his B sides are amazing. He has some great songs that nobody knows about. Yeah. And I stupidly went there being like, Time to hear my favorite Wiz Khalifa songs. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what he did you knew what the majority of his set was? Just talking. No. Oh. Majority of his set? was playing his one-minute verses from all the radio songs that he features on. So, like, the Maroon 5 song. Oh, uh, like, fucking like, the, like, the Katy Perry song. Like, whatever, like, wow. what, like, whatever, like, 30-second feature he has yep. on any pop song that he, like, has, like, his little Wiz Khalifa moment on, he did. And I'm like, dude, we love you. We don't love Katy Perry. We don't like Maroon yeah. 5. We like you. We want to hear, like, Cushion OJ. Yeah. And well, you want to hear that. I, I, I would like, you know, all the 14 year old girls that are in the crowd are like just kids in general. They want to hear the ones like, oh, yeah, I heard you on Katy Perry and like on that Katy Perry song. And, oh, yeah, I like that one verse. So I'll go to the show. Like, so it's funny. I took my little sister with Khalifa. Yeah. And on the way there, I was trying to get my sister into Wiz Khalifa. And uh, she was like, Joey, like, I don't know any of these songs. I don't really like this stuff. I'm like, you have to know this because like we're going to Wiz Khalifa. And then my sister knew more songs than I did when we got there. And she was like, I had a great those, time. It was all those verses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was always, I actually said that to my buddy in high school. Um, Cause we went to a lot of, a lot of shows, mostly rock shows. But like, I was always the guy in high school that was like, give me the whole album. I'm going to listen to the whole album straight through. I'm going to like, my favorite song was always like near the back. It was never the last song, but like I said to him in high school one time, these bands never play my favorite one of their songs. And I didn't realize until I was older that that was a me problem. Like I was getting like so into the music that it was like deep enough that no one could like, there'd be like 10 other people that would enjoy that they played that. Um, but I'm exactly the same way. And that's kind of where those smaller venues like help as well. Like, so like run the jewels, for instance, 
I saw them at Terminal 5. They had every one of their features come on. They played every, like, back end of the album type of song. Like, it was it was so dope. And then they, before the pandemic happened, were going to play The Garden with Rage Against the Machine. Whoa. And on, so they put one date up, and within an hour, they had added six more shows because they had all sold out. Um, my expectations for that at The Garden, I think they're doing it next year, are so much different for Run the Jewels than when I saw them at Terminal 5. Like, I went into Terminal 5 by myself thinking they are going to play the songs that I like and I'm going to enjoy this from a musical perspective. The one at the garden, I'm like, they're going to play their top seven songs and I'm going to accept that. I'm going to enjoy that they're at the garden. I'm going to be happy for them that they are playing the garden right now and not like not be upset when they don't play like the B sides of that stuff. Same with rage against the machine. Like you're playing the garden, you play your best stuff is how I, I was looking at that. And also like, I'm not a big Rage fan. Like, I never had the albums. I know, like, 10 of their songs because they were so popular. But, like, I would have been that guy that was like, I'm here for these five songs and the energy. I, I totally understand that. And and I appreciate you not being mad at, at uh, Run the Jewels. Because <laughs> I, I, was, cause I wasn't mad at Wiz Khalifa. I wasn't mad at Wiz Khalifa. No, I was, I was I was mad at myself for giving myself false expectations. Because you know what? Those songs gave Wiz Khalifa the million dollars that he has. That's and true. And the, the 10 songs that they played at uh, Madison Square Garden is why they're at MSG. Yep. Your weird favorite Run the Jewels <laughs> song it had nothing to do with them <laughs> nothing, at MSG. Absolutely nothing to do with them at being at MSG. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, dude, this was fun. I got to run. You got to run. I got a show. I think you're, are you going tonight to the, yeah, after the show rolling, rolling bones. And, and I told every comedian uh, on the show tonight that uh, if they want to come to the show with me, I, I'm going to get an Uber XL and anyone who wants to come can, I will escort <laughs> All to right. the rolling bones. Let me know the next one that's happening there. It's you, a little, I this is coming out Monday, so we'll miss it tonight. I don't, but I don't, I don't need to tell you. You got to first Thursday, first every Thursday, month, every 11 30 PM okay. red line. You yep. don't have to text me. Just show up. Just, I'll probably be there. Yeah. Keanu's, Keanu's gone with me. You know what? I think I remember that actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> former guest on this podcast. Yeah, did yeah, a bunch of times. Um, oh, but yeah. Joey, where can people find you? You got a great podcast that I just did. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on the Joey Rinaldi on every social media because Joey Rinaldi won't change his name. I keep DMing him. He won't change his name. So I'm the Joey Rinaldi. There's a guy, there's like a 12 year old kid who hasn't <laughs> logged in in four years. It's got my name. So. Same, same. Like, fuck you. And uh, <laughs> I have a podcast called Trailer Trashing where we watch movie trailers and make fun of them. And, it's uh, so much fun. It's yeah. The, the, we did Space Jam with Corey, which yeah. is so much fun. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Cool. We'll have to do another one of these uh, pretty soon here. Everyone can find me um, at Corey T Comedy on all social media. Um, just hit a million likes on TikTok. So go check me out there um, every Monday at Greenwich Village Comedy Club, 730. And then um, pretty much every night now at Three Monkeys in Midtown, uh, I'll be doing the, the showcase there. So come on out to that. There's tickets. Just Google Three Monkeys Comedy. You'll find it on Eventbrite. But dude, this was fun. Can I do a show plug too? Yeah, please. Uh, every Thursday in August at 9 p.m., I'm running a storytelling show called Bad Trip where you, the audience, can win free drinks by heckling. So come on down. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. I'll, I got to make it down to that sometime. Hell yeah. Cool. This was fun. We'll do it again soon. 
Hell yeah, can't wait.